Hi, I'm Nicole Gust, your Reno real estate expert and the host of The Growth Lab. Here at The Growth Lab, we are cultivating the chemistry of growing your business, life, and family in the Reno Tahoe area. So let's get into it. All right, welcome back to The Growth Lab. I'm Nikki G. I am here with the one and only Mike Wood. Hi. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me. Um, Well, today is interesting because typically I like to, you know, showcase these, you know, small local nonprofits, people building their businesses, all that stuff. But that's essentially you. And what my goal for this little podcast here is, well, it's twofold. One of it, Mike, is you're kind of a powerhouse in town. Um, I'm big on collaboration. Mike Wood is a top producing agent in town, probably the top producing agent in town. Got, got himself a very successful team. Runs a nice, tight, really got great service going. You have great agents underneath you. Um, he is with Remax Professionals. Been doing it. You and I have been in the business for about the same time, right? We've gotten 2005. Yep. Been, yep, about the same. Um, and Mike is also a pioneer for small businesses and charities and nonprofits. And he goes above and beyond to also showcase them. So I wanted to bring him in because he's someone you need to know. So I'm happy you're here. Well, I appreciate that. And what's funny <laughs> is nice. That's a very nice thing to say. Well, again, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And I really admire you. I really love your socials. I like the work you're doing in the community. And I think I like you, but I'd like to know more about you. You don't because I know maybe. all the social media stuff. Like that's what you see, right? You see right. the stuff that gets put out. Right. I Pers- see at some events we don't you, you shake hands. I see your numbers, and then I get weird um, because why I'm always trying get, to catch up. Why you get weird? Because because you're you're producing. Yeah. You're essentially, my competition. Well, well, and not even essentially. I mean, you've got thirty six thirty six hundred of us that are your competition. So do I. Um, but it, it always, it always baffles me and I did it too. Um, but we tend to compare, um, do you get any feelings when, like if I were to put up a post, it's like, I sold another house. Does that, does that make you feel any way? 1000%. How come? Cause I'm extremely competitive and it's not, I believe I'm a true believe there's enough business to go around for everybody. There is. But I'm still like, I want all the business. I know. I want every damn Isn't sign weird? to be my, yeah. I Isn't mean, I'm not begrudging you your success or like angry no, you about it. I just, no. I'm like, Oh, I could, I could have sold that house. So, so here, here's the trick. And, and yes, you could have sold that house and you've had plenty that I was like, ah, Oh, I wish I had, feel good. I wish I had grown up here. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Cause I didn't. And, and Reno's a very small town. Right. And, um, real estate is all about relationships. That's right. And I, I got here in 95. Um, I was 31 at the time no, and knew nobody. So um, there's part of me that does that too. And I go, right. oh, well, well, you know, they grew up here and, and the relationships you form in, in middle school, high school, uh, college, especially if you, I mean, if you did the gambit here, went to UNR and then played sports, things mm-hmm. like that. Pff, oh my gosh. Talk about your sphere of influence, right, which, is, which is real estate That's right. in and of itself. Uh, so I, I, I end up doing the same thing and it's, it's very hard inside because the last thing you want to do is see someone else's success and then compare yourself to it because you go, well, I could have, but I didn't. Why didn't I, you know, but again, like we said, it's, it's 
yes, it's competition, more competitive. Right. And really, when I see when I see that, it's not trying to diminish your success or even think that you couldn't I that know. you didn't do a good job. But it's like you are competing with yourself. But it's still, it's, it's it's like okay, okay, well, you know. The, the sad thing, and I was thinking about this this morning because I had um, I had. I had some, some business that, um, they chose to use someone else and I have a ton of respect for the person that they, that they chose. Right. Um, and I get it. Sometimes you make changes. Um, but still my feelings got hurt. Mm-hmm. So, How dare they? so, so now I'm at the point where I sit there and process that and go, well, why did my feelings get hurt? And, and not so much, um, how dare that happen? But I, I go back and you wouldn't have seen this five years ago. I go back and say, what could I have done differently so that this right. never happened? What could I have done better? And and it's almost, um, and I got it from coaching, which was I used to always take um, criticism as a personal attack and I would get defensive on it. And now once I learned to take that criticism and go, oh, ugh, oh, th- this is a learning I, I get experience. It. I can get better. Mm-hmm. That's right? right. Well, and let's go, let's touch on your coaching. So you coach with core. Yeah. Do you still do that? I do not. But mm-hmm. you did. And core, uh, for those of you that are listening, core is essentially the coaching to programs, seminars, all the things to all help you things. build your business, learn some scripts, tools, tricks, all those Structure, things to help you and help you. Yeah. The accountability is probably the biggest thing, yeah, right? Somebody being like, hey, are you doing the things that we're teaching you how to do? Yes. Which accountability is a big motivator. Right. But I will say in the coaching capacity, Um, you've inspired me in a lot of ways in my business, but you know, when you talk about seeing another listing that you have that comes up, you know, to be successful, there is about amount of ego that you have to have, right? Right. You have to have that hunger. You have to want to try to be growing The drive. Yeah. And if you don't have that, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be so competitive or you're undercutting anybody, but if you don't have that ego or that drive, you're not necessarily going to be motivated to do better. But like you said, all right, what is Mike Wood doing? better differently that I'm doing that I could add into my business and how can I incorporate it when I'm me and he's him. Right. And you run a big team. I do not run a big team. And I really thought maybe at one point that that was something I was going to do, right? I'm going to, I'm going to run a team that that makes sense because you have to leverage. You have to scale. Exactly. And you've scaled beautifully. And there's been some sacrifices in my numbers in terms of the fact that I, knowing myself and knowing the type of person I am and kind of the model a business that I would like to provide right. that that scalability is necessarily going to be possible and, and being okay with that sacrifice. That's the key. Right. That that's the golden ticket being okay with that. Knowing that I don't know if I'd be, yeah, I might be able to run all the numbers, but is it the business? Does the business look the way who I am? Correct. So, but you've taught me that in a lot of ways because you've always kind of been who you are, even when it's off putting. And, and there have been different versions of me since 2005 when I got into the business and before that. So um, it's always, I'm, I'm, much, I'm, I'm much older than you are. And, oh, and through from your age now to my age now um, was a tre- tremendous amount of growth. Right. And, and that was the hardest thing for me was dealing with going from an individual agent that would literally watch listings pop up in my neighborhood and go, why didn't I get that? Right. And, and at that time, I, I wasn't smart enough to think, well, I, 
I didn't actively market to them. I had no relationship with them. Why um, was I entitled to it? W- exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that sense of entitlement was was really tough to get through. Um, and then and then I I had a a good period um, of 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 ego that really messed with me. Sure. Um, so dealing with all of those things have put me into a, a current place where my thinking is is there is plenty of business for everybody. There is. Um, my goal is to help people. Uh, what I sacrifice with having a team is I'm not in control of all the transactions. Yeah. Yeah. So my clients aren't necessarily getting what they're getting. 80%. They're, well, they're, and that's the rule. The, that's the, the rule, rule is right? if they can do it 80% as good as you, you have somebody you else. You've got some great it. agents that are, you know. I, I do. I've got, and, and I've had some wonderful people that were on my team that are no longer on my team that sure. have gone off on their own and, and all of those things. And that's another part is, you know, to be a team leader, you take on agents that, most likely will become your competitors sure. in the future. So uh, if and when they do leave, and almost all of them do leave at some point in time, um, you have to you you have to be strong enough here to say I wish you the best and or even look at it differently. Luck. Right. You know what? I gave you an opportunity to launch yourself. Yeah. I cultivated the agent in you that you're supposed to be. Right. And that is a huge thing. And what I was uh, you know telling my my uh, buyer's agent business partner, Katie, is, I'm sorry, I'm not that great of a teacher. Get out of my way, I'll do it. But just like you said, your teammates aren't necessarily you, but sometimes you'll be surprised at the component that they can bring to the table that might be different, maybe even better than how you do things. Correct. And it offers such a robust dynamic in your team. Right. Like you can intake a client and know this person would be a really good fit that maybe isn't you. Correct. Um, so that's a nice dynamic to have. And that is a release of ego. But being able to be a teacher or being able to be a coach for somebody as competitive as you does come with some sacrifice and does come with the fact that like, okay, there's something that fills your cup that is like, I, I like launching people. Right. I like growing people. Yeah. So you do that. That's it. That's it. That's where the 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 why changes from right. I want everybody to know my name to I want to build people up. And, yeah. and that's where the community videos, that's where the the yeah. um, charity videos, all of that came out because I was told you have to do social media. Yeah. And my generation, um, some embrace it, but most most don't. Right. And I I mean, I'm still on Facebook. I'm still on Facebook too. <laughs> so um it, it's one of those things where you transition from me to us mm-hmm. to we. And, that's right. And that's because we rise by lifting others type of Correct. thing. Right. Correct. You know, we and th- again, this is why as a competitor, quote unquote competitor, that this is so important that people see we're people in the community. Yeah. You have a family, you got two kids, you have a beautiful wife. You're running a business here. You patron these businesses. You uh, want to see these nonprofits succeed. You have the means, the time, and the platform to be able to support them. But that also takes a person who genuinely cares. Right. You know, you're not getting multi-million dollar things by showcasing your nonprofits. You just know that's the right thing to do. Correct. Correct. And um, let's also go back. So I know when we first started in the business, you were, well, I don't want to say first started in the business. When I first met Mike, I don't even know if he knows this. I'm, I may or may not have been underage mm. at Rumbolians. I must have served you. Yes. Yeah. And so he's been in the hospitality industry, <laughs> which alludes to his. Um, Very few people can say that if you're of the age of 30-ish, 
uh, and older in Reno and you lived here between 2001 and 2011, mm-hmm. I probably had something to do with one of your Friday or Saturday nights. Probably during those dueling piano nights. Yes. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm glad but, I'm glad video wasn't a thing no, back oh, then. Oh, trust me. I'd be a me lot too. Of, yeah. Me too. Uh, some nights you'd want to document. What are you talking about? I was an angel. Angel. Graceful. Um, Motherly. Coy, shy. <laughs> Motherly. Um, but so being part of the service industry, obviously, you know, you dance. You, you do a dance. You're, you're serving. You're, sure. you're learning. You're reading. And that's also added to your career and who you are in this community as well and your, pers- and your persona. Correct. So, you know, who is Mike Wood? Are you just this persona? Are you just this guy? Like, who, who are you really? I mean, that, that's kind of what I want to know is oh. I've seen oh, you. we're going to go that route with Yeah, this. I mean, I'm, I'm well, curious. We're I'm curious going to talk about tactics to build your database. No, no. <laughs> no, we know tactics to build our – I know all this, and you know all this. And, yes, do some agents need that? Sure. Would you answer those questions if they called? Mm-hmm. Should probably write a book. You I do. Probably do I do. Coaching, I do. A, coaching. I answer a lot of phone calls. I take a lot of coffees. Um, yeah. I spend a lot of time with agents that simply want guidance or, or want questions or can I do this or um, I don't take money for it. I, I do it for free. Because again, we rise by lifting others. Correct. And to have an industry that's competent, that can do their jobs, makes it easier on us. If we know that on the other, other end of a transaction, we have a competent agent that's representing their clients adequately, that we can communicate with. It makes the whole process better for everyone. Blesses all sides. That is, that is all true and correct. Yeah. I so, will go, um, if, if I were to go another step deeper, um, there, there could easily be part of me that became very selfish and didn't share yeah. and saw everyone as competition and was mean and nasty on the phone. But at the end of the day, it's not reflective of who I am and, um, uh, if, if you want to go deeper than that, it's because I'm terribly insecure and it's because I want people to like me and um, I never want negative things, even though when the higher you get up, the more daggers the come more at you. Comes, so the more comes. I do hear on the back end uh, people that say so-and-so said this and all that. And I just, and that's probably been the hardest thing is, is, is people saying things about you that, um, I, and I'm not even going to say aren't true because everybody has their own truth, but we tend to judge others. Well, we judge ourselves by our intentions and we uh, judge others by our, by their actions. So we, we tend to put everybody else against a, um, um, a barometer that says, you know, good person, bad person, and all it takes. And you, you see this with celebrity all the time. Yeah. All it takes is for you to say one thing that somebody misinterpreted or they, they feel that your actions um, had, your goal was to do this. And when you become successful, what they see is greed mm-hmm. and power, and now you're the bad person. It was yeah. I, I used to use the Britney Spears example, but it's kind of gotten lost because I thought her comeback was going to be incredible, but it just seems to be another up and down. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of her career, everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. You know, she did... Um, Oops, I did it again. Yeah, and she danced around. Yeah, and so we, and yeah. then she broke up with Justin Timberlake and all of a sudden she was the bad person and yep. shaved her head and she went, she went crazy. And then we all just kind of feasted on, on the craziness. And then when she hit rock bottom, we wanted to support her again and bring her back. And um, we, we as a society tend to support the underdog and, mm-hmm. and buy into the story of you can do it, you can do it. 
But when they achieve that level, then all of a sudden it becomes, all right, you've had your moment. Let's, or even, let's you know, or you. even worse, like you, you lucked out, you right, lucked out, right. you, you're exactly. lucky, you know, and I think I'm going to take that a step further, your analysis a step further. And again, another reason why I wanted you on this podcast so that people could see, I mean, you're a person, you're a person, I'm a person, we're people, we live here. We're simply right? bits of energy in That's a body. Right. Yeah. But I think that people judge you based on their projection of themselves. Correct. A base, they project on you, their inabilities, their confusion, the thing, their limitations. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, you know, you see Mike Wood, he's doing all these things, da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, I can't do that. So something must be wrong with him. Right. You know, you know, Andy and I, there, well, there's been some, there's yeah. been some pretty hellacious rumors. And I, I was actually telling my husband about this hellacious rumor that, salacious, not hellacious, salacious rumor around us that was like, um, someone said that Andy and I were swingers. Ooh. Okay. And I came home and I was so upset because I'm a people pleaser too. I've gotten that one oh, also. you're a swinger? You're yeah, a swinger just, too? Just so you know. Swinging all the time, right? Six kids and running it's, a business. Right. But, you know, just because spit you that out on a Wednesday. Um, but, you know, I felt... Just like you, uh, a people pleaser. I really want to kind of put off this image of I want everybody to like me. I, right. you know, I, I want that so badly. Maybe call it trauma. I don't know. But you know, here we are, and I come home and I'm just so upset. How dare they think I'm a mom of six? How dare they think that we? You know? And Andy just laughs, and he's just like, "This is so great for us, Nicole." He's like, "It's been a pandemic." You have six kids. You run a business. We are at, we barely even have time to even like high five and they think we're swinging. He's like, this is awesome (laughs) for us. And I just looked at him and I go, why can't I have that? Why can't I have that, you know, jovial perception on things like good for us. Hey, people are talking about us. Right. But in the same breath, why aren't they talking about the fact that we're people or we do have families or we are growing kids and we're just getting up every day and trying again and trying to grow and evolve right. from that ego to how can I serve others? Probably because we don't project the struggle and, and the hard times. Um, like I don't, I don't talk about, you know, working three jobs. So, yeah. so I bartended, but um, she let, my wife let me um, fulfill my lifelong dream at that point in time because mm-hmm. I was a bartender. Yeah. Bartenders want to own a bar. Because they think they can do it better and they think everybody's going to come. They know all the processes, systems, like, we could do that. So I I got lucky and I I found a place, uh, uh, just like in the real estate market, I found somebody that was eager to sell. Sure. And they were willing to make a deal and I made a deal. So um, she let me buy a bar. We bought a bar in downtown Reno. So I would go and I would bartend till about two, three o'clock in the morning. Then I'd go over to my night, my nightclub or our nightclub. And I would be there for a couple of hours. Then I'd go home and go to sleep, mm-hmm. um, with two kids that mm-hmm. were still at home and, you know, fed them, said goodbye at six o'clock in the evening. And then I'd get up at about eight o'clock, nine o'clock and I'd go show houses until yeah. two or three. So I, yeah. I was running, Oh, I don't even know how many hours, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays were just all, all day grinds. And nobody mm-hmm. nobody saw no that. One sees that. They they no saw one sees that. either I was at a bar or I owned a nightclub and he must, you know, he, yes. he's, you're so he's lucky. rich. And and once you're rich, then your life is perfect. Right. Um, the, the the problem is is that we perpetuate this myth that uh, money solves all problems and money doesn't solve all problems. It just allows you to uh, go to better places and have nicer things. Right. And, and Create stuff more like opportunities. That. Right. But the what people don't understand is wherever they are in life, there was probably a a, 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 a part of them that was younger that wished they could be there. Right. And when they get there they want to go to the next one. 
right? There's no, they, there's, there's no satiating that. There, there's absolutely no, I am, I am full of gratitude and mm-hmm. I'm happy right in this moment. And until but you be honest, are you there? Are you always, are you full of gratitude where you're at? I know I'm totally full of gratitude. Um, what I'm fighting, Satisfaction. what I'm fighting with is, is being totally satisfied with the moment and not worrying about the future. I agree. And, I feel and, that. and if I spent, there's a book called the gap and the gain. Yep. And, and what it says is <clears throat> instead of worrying about the gap between where you are and where you want to be, <clears throat> excuse me, why don't you instead turn around and say, I made this much gain in this much mm-hmm. time. And man, and you I take a minute it, to I, bask in that. Like, dude, whoa, look at what I've accomplished. 20 year old me would be like, oh, that's the dude I want to be. And yet mm-hmm. 55 year old me is like, no, I could do better. Yeah, I could do better. And and I'm not talking money wise. Um, I'm talking about the way I treat people, right. the, 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 you know, misconceptions I may have of others, the, the quality em- of your relationships, empathy, mm-hmm. um, taking care of those. I mean, every day I sit there and go, I could be a better husband. Yeah. You know, I could do, I could do more. But it's, I mean, I do, I do okay. Yeah. I, I do good. And are you a better husband than you but were, than you be. were, you know, for, I mean, that's, it's taking that minute to go, I'm better than I was. Go up. Yeah. And being appreciative of, yeah. of it. So. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Yes. I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> so, so the general public doesn't know that you struggle with that. No. And, and that's why it's hard for them to be empathetic and instead they turn it around to, oh, well, she must be doing great and, you know, yeah. things like that. So what, what we as individuals do, and this is just me, this is just my, the way I feel, the way I see it, I could be totally wrong, but we, we project our own insecurities on, onto others and, we do and go, well, yeah. you know, I can't believe that. And I think that we, as, as people that share parts of our lives, shared more of the struggle mm-hmm. than people would be less apt to see us in a negative light. You know, so. and I, but I think that the fear behind that is, is if we show the struggle, we've now shown some sort of a weak spot. Right. Like, okay, well now are they going to be able to use that against us? You know, are we, I would consider myself pretty self-deprecating. I think you are too. Yeah. It's like, we're going to get ahead of that before you can. Right. Right. Because that's, you know, we don't want to show a sign of weakness. No. But again, as you evolve and and as I'm learning too, is really taking notes and really being taking that minute to not look at you as a competitor, but be inspired by some of the things you're doing and then appropriately add those things that inspire me about you into my business, into my life, right? right. Is actually just taking them in to be curious. What are they doing that works? Yeah. Ask more questions. Why? How? Right. And that's why, you know, this podcast is so important and has been so great for me is just hearing some of these people talk about their journeys and their struggles and, you know, their insecurities and being like, wow, okay. You know, that connection, all right, I'm not abnormal for feeling that or, you know, wanting different things, but the proximity to people that are doing it is vital to anybody's success. I agree with you. And that goes back to um, finding a mentor, which mm-hmm. I think is extremely important. Um, asking the right questions. Yeah. You know, um, you go back to the whole no questions, a bad question, or, or the, the fact of the matter is, is if you want to learn and you want to grow, find somebody that has done it and, and say, hey, where am I? I mean, nobody, there, there's nobody in the world has, has lived through their achievement to this point, you know, it's not like I said, oh, okay, well, 
right here, right here, right now, this is where I am, but I already know exactly where I'm going to go and exactly how I do it. Now I could do it through setting goals, but I've never experienced it. Right. I mean, like you said, and I'm just going to use this as a, as a crazy example. You said, but I want to list every house in the area. Okay. Um, <laughs> how does that look? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, well, how do you build that and how do you go? Cause you've never done it before. I've no. never, I've never done it before. Do we know anybody who even has? No, unless it's a little teeny town and yeah. they only got 12 the houses right? yeah. and you live in two of them. So if we've never been to where we are before, that means the future's unknown. Right. And then you have to sit there and go, well, and a lot, a lot of people go, well, I never thought I would get here. Right. Well, if you've never thought you'd get here, then how far could you go if you simply tried? If, right. if you put out the effort, if you, um, I don't want to say outside of the box, but if you let go of the, the safety rails and you simply took off. And try, I think it's Jordan Peterson, author, uh, who said something like, people don't even understand the capacity of their true potential. Sure. Because of the limitations of their own mind and fears. Correct. And it's if unlocking some of that fear of actually made up limitations. Oh, right. they're going to judge me. Well, that's yeah. that's made up. Yeah, they, they probably will. But what does that mean? They're judging you. you they're judging we're, you. They're judging you anyway. Right? Every you know, of it. I, I got purple shoes this. on. You do have purple you know? shoes. On. <laughs> that's outside. But they're of, pretty slick. I thought slick. I really liked them. <laughs> I thought they were neat. Um, and this is the first time I've gotten to wear them because my wife and, uh, put me yeah, in a and sweatshirt. Your plum and your plums. I mean, yeah. all good. Looks, looks good. Um, but yeah, just realizing, okay, who am I? Who can I be? What are my limitations? How can I slowly address these things and keep moving forward to really tap into your potential? But in order to do that, you really have to get real honest with yourself. Correct. Like brutal, radical honesty and accountability. Right. What am I doing? All right. I sleep until 11. No wonder why I can't get some things done. Right. Yes, yes. You know, oh, I watch too much Netflix. Oh, I spent too much money. Just really looking in on, okay, who are you? And if that's something that makes you happy and you're genuinely happy with that, then being okay in that. Right. But if there's, if you're waking up every morning with a longing to conquer the world, uh, sleeping until 11 and binge watching Netflix probably ain't going to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. Uh, wake and bake probably no. is not the way to, to no. get there. Sounds love every once in a while. But, but, but there is a, there is a way to do it. And, and the way to do it is to simply take an actual pretend as though you, you, everybody has a voice in their head. Right. And some are like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, um, you do. It comes out usually like in the shower, first thing in the morning. You're not actually verbalizing to anyone, but you're processing the day and, and, and you're talking to yourself. And, and I've read books that, are, that would say the voice in your head is not you. You are the one that takes the action and mm-hmm. says the words. And, but the voice in your head is simply. It's, it's just simply energy that's coming in. And, and people don't have. What I'm working on too is not taking that voice in my head and judging it, internalizing it, and then making it action. Right. It's sometimes just letting that stuff pass. Yeah. Not judging it. You know. Oh, okay. You know, I thought this today. I'm gonna let this go, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna move forward. You know, that's lying to me. Yeah. Or that's ego. Or yep. that's anxiety. Or that's, that's fear. That's fear. Just, that's just fear coming in, it's trying to protect me. Letting it come in is and there, letting it go. There, there, there are two things that a baby is, there are two things that a baby is born with that it is afraid of. Um, one is, is loud noises mm-hmm. and one is falling. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there are inherent fears that you have as a person. Everything else is, is simply made up right. and, and you've made it up. 
And that is, well, I couldn't do that because I don't want to put my face on a billboard. That's too cheesy. People are going to laugh. Gonna, you know? Yeah. But it's been done and it works. There, yeah. There's a guy in, I think he's in um, one of the Texas states, but he's got billboards everywhere. When I, whenever I go there, I'm like, this dude, hey, you got a huge team. And, and then I... How does he do that? What you know? Uh, and he just it, does. It's not my. He did it. Yeah. And, and it's him. And maybe and, for and you, a billboard thing. isn't it? But right. for him, it did, and it worked. And, it and worked. he's working it. So my internal voice is, you couldn't do that, and da yeah. da da. It it's more not reflective of who I want to be, um, which is why I don't. You, I really, I can't think of a post unless somebody on on my team put it up that was like just listed, just sold. Right. I really don't do a whole lot of that stuff. Um, and there's part of me that says, well, if people knew that I've been doing it for 18 years and I've closed this, you know, a, a huge number of transactions and I've helped a ton of families build wealth through yeah. real estate, um, they should just call me because that's the smart thing to do. Obviously, they should just know. And, they, and they're like, well, they don't know you did that because you haven't told them. And right. I go, well, I don't want to self-promote it. It looks too braggy and things like that. Um the funny thing is, is if you could simply have a conversation with yourself and say, here are the behaviors that I engage in on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. If given the choice of getting up early or sleeping in, I'm going to sleep in and then say, well, here are my goals. And, and let's take, let, let's take like a bodybuilder physique, like, like, like running like, a marathon even. Okay. So, so running a marathon is easier. Um, I, if I use bodybuilder, people go, oh yeah, no, not a bodybuilder. Um, but if I wanted to run a marathon, I would have to train for it. That's right. And it would have to start way, I, I'm guessing six to nine months before the actual marathon. I mean, you're not just going to wake up and run 26 miles. Nobody, um, except, uh, David Goggins, David Goggins. David Goggins. Would do it. Um, but the guys, guys that take initiative, um, and I say guys as covering everybody. Um, I don't mean it in a bad, and men. In a bad no, way. Yeah. yeah. Humans, um, could say, if that's the goal, then these are the steps that I need to take. And mm -hmm. these are the behaviors and choices I need to make on a daily basis. Right. And the more disciplined you can become, because that's what it all is. Real estate Performing at a high level in real estate comes down to systems and processes and accountability. But without discipline, none of it matters. Right. Right. Because you could have the perfect time block schedule where you are as productive as possible. Right. You engage with as many people. And yet if you say uh, between 930 and 1030, I'm not going to make those calls because I don't want to do it. Mm. You you could even be held accountable and somebody yeah. could yell at you and you're like, I don't want to get yelled at. But I'll, I'll take the yelling at rather than the rather discipline. than actually doing it. Yeah. So. If you can take a, um, if you can analyze what it is you do and then simply say, well, wait a second, which one is, which one's more powerful? Mm -hmm. I can either enforce the discipline upon myself or I can continue the way I am and I can't attain the goal. Right. Well, uh, again, radical accountability. Yes. This is what I'm doing. This is what I need to do. What am I, what steps am I willing to take to get to this, this goal, this right. goal? And that's hard for people. It's very hard for people. It's hard for me. I mean, yeah. not really. I mean, change is hard. People don't hard. like change. They don't like change. They, they want the, they want the reward, right? but they don't want to have to go through the work to do it. Kobe Bryant's a perfect example of this because people would, when he was alive and he was playing, people either liked him or didn't like him. Right. Um, Loved him or hate him. But at the end of the day, and, and now that he's passed and once somebody passes the kind of like, oh, I hated him 
goes away. The haters become fans, and 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 people delve into the discipline and the work ethic. Michael Jordan's a great example right. of it. Um, there are a number of professional athletes that early on in their career didn't look like they had it, but man, they put the work in and they put the did work it. In. Um, and we don't necessarily appreciate it. And, you know, we, we'd look and go, oh yeah, well he's, you know, well, everybody wants to say that, you know, hard work beats talent until you're judging the person that's talented and you're like, oh, they just got lucky. Right. Oh, they put in the hard work. They just right? happen to be, they got lucky again. That's really weird. Well, and, and <clears throat> you know, and you sitting here today and us, we talked about consumable content. We talked about getting our faces out there. I, I do not like social media. If I could be off social media, I would for a bunch of different reasons. You know, it's exhausting being consistent. It's yeah. exhausting putting out content. It costs money. It right. takes time. You've got to do, you've got to put in the work. You've got Correct. to do these things. But as a real estate professional, somebody who, you know, runs a business, you know that you have to start looking at what people are doing and where you can connect with them. They have to be able to find And you. with the way the world is changing and the way real estate is changing, people also have this judgment on real estate is, well, you just put a sign in the property and you're done. Maybe some agents do that. I've never just been able to put a sign in a property and um, it just sell and not right. have to do a darn thing. or you know, there's so many cases that we've been through where how much have, how many commissions, how many, you know, things we've given or bobbed and weaved or negotiated or, you know, coordinated that no one even sees. And, and you don't want to get on and say, oh, yeah, you know, I gave up half my commissions, helped her pack, you know. They don't see the, did the, all the, the deal where you really made no money by the time you. And you, you talk about you your time or you even talk about your soul right. and some of these things that just get sucked along the process because we care about these people. I did one and this was within the last four months where I walked out, I actually paid $1,800 to have the house painted because the appraiser yep. had to have it painted, but the seller had no money and the market had turned and the husband left and she was by herself. So it was either the bank was going to take the house or she was going to get rid of it. And I contributed. I made, I not only did I not make, but take the commission that would have been earned plus, plus the expense. What you had to expend. And yeah. This is the first time I've said it outside of my, my um, transaction coordinator knows exactly because I said, yeah, I'm going to pay right. the bill. But it it happens. And it, it happens sometimes more than you want to talk about. It's not 0.1%. It happens. It, it does. And we get beat up at the kitchen table mm -hmm. about my house is going to sell in one day with multiple offers and I want... 10% more than the last seller got. And my house is nicer because we remodeled it in 2003. Um, and I want you to do this basically for free because you get to advertise my listing. It's like, come on, come yeah. on. You've sold enough houses, Nicole. You can do this I, one for free. It's just, you know, do this for free. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's the part. I'm going to say one thing because it's been stuck in my brain since you said it. Hard work beats talent. If talent doesn't, doesn't work, work hard. That's right. And, and I totally agree with you. I've, yeah. I've, I've watched people, especially in this industry, because they're watching me and I'm watching all of them. Yeah. And, and We're all watching each other. Anybody who's worth their salt's watching each other. The only thing that's different is being on, on, on the upper end of it mm -hmm. is I'm not judging. I'm rooting for. Yeah. So I see agents that are busting their butt, taking really good care of clients, actually being people that I like to work with. Well, I want proximity. Doing a good job. Yeah, that's I it. want proximity. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know right. who you are. I want to know I, again being curious about people and I think you are the same in that sense. I think you're curious about mm -hmm. people and I love rooting I want the good everyone. ones to do well. Me too. And <laughs> I want the bad ones to leave. But this is where but... things are shifting in any industry, right? Is really just with the change with since the pandemic with the change of all all the way 
business gets comported is just having some, again, radical accountability, radical honesty, maybe some authenticity that has been extremely difficult for me anyway, because I'm always big. I always call myself the biggest poser, which is true. I'm a complete poser. But when you get to know me, I'm kind of ratchet and good time for sure. But I, you know, I... I cuss, I yell at my kids, I, you know, run around and sometimes drop balls, but I give a shit. Right. When it comes down to it, when it comes down to brass tacks, Mike Wood gives a shit. Well, and, and at the end of the day, when it's time to fight, I'll fight. That's right. But, but not for me. I'll fight for the, right. for the client behind me. So, That's right. Um, it's funny you say that. It's because I asked you, the first thing I asked you when I saw you was how in the world do you do it? Like, how do you do it? Like, I've, I've got, I'll tell you what my leg up is in real estate. I have a wife that's in, in the industry. So when I come home and I want to complain about an escrow or mm-hmm. uh, that loan officer did this or blah, 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 she totally relates and she gets it. Yeah. So her conversation's back to me, totally. Now, that's a big thing in the family dynamic yeah. because if we were in two different industries- It's hard to she, explain. She, well, and she would be like, gosh, wait, why are you complaining about- uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even understand it. Who cares? Uh, go but she on. does understand. Right. So I get some empathy nice. there. Very supportive. The other thing is, is my, my kids are grown and mm-hmm. off on their own. So I don't have to go to T-ball. I don't have to go to, not, not that I wouldn't totally enjoy it. In fact, if I had it to do over, um, I think I would enjoy raising my kids now right. because when I was raising them then, my biggest fear was, am I going to have enough money to buy them to, yeah. the groceries? I mean, yeah. that's literally... You had to worry about food on the table. I, I was... I When I went through my divorce in like 99, um, I, I didn't own a car. I was yeah. I was terribly in credit card debt. Which yeah, Nobody which, knows this. Is that, we, you know? But this taught me how, how money works and how to, right. you know, get rid of credit card debt and all of those things. So they all built up. Um, but it's... If somebody says, hey, I know it's five o'clock on a Tuesday, but there's a house that just came up on Meadowview Mm -hmm. and we need to see it tonight, I go, cool. All right. I text my wife and say, hey, I'll be home at 730. What do you want me to grab? What do you want me to cook? You know, um, and she goes, all right, cool. Well, Hmm. and this comes again with knowing your limitations and um, my assistant buyer's agent, Everything extraordinary, Katie, and my business partner Brian Sunding. I did not ever want to run a team. Right, you're going to get me. I'm going to I'm going to knock this out of the park for you. I'm going to do all these things myself. I mean, it was just up until recently I was fully on my own running my social media. Right, I'm doing all my own marketing. I'm buyer's agent, listing agent. I'm answering the phones. I'm taking the appointments. I'm dancing, dancing, dancing. Hats come on and and, and running six kids. So right. my you know my youngest is three, my oldest is twelve, and trying to be a wife and trying to be a friend and trying to hit all these events and all the things. Um. I wouldn't say it was burnt out, but I was, it wasn't working. Think balls were dropping and I have to leverage, you have to leverage your time and you have to get the right people in. Correct. So putting those people in to help you offset that or, you know, getting really creative. I'm extremely good at getting creative with my time and I don't, yeah. I don't actually you don't have ever really be. sleep, but yeah. Um, Which is nice too. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, who needs to sleep when yeah. you're like a bionic woman well, and, and typically uh, with two people in a relationship, one of them. Um, well, you, you tag team and, and Andy Gust, I'm telling you, he's, he is a hell of a man. He bobs and weaves me for sure. Yeah. And he's in the title business. So yeah, he, right. we have that same kind of dynamic at home and he gets a lot of judgment. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll go golfing and he'll tee up a ball and they'll be like, oh man, you're just, you know, she's got your balls in, his, in her purse. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> I'm teeing up her ball. Right. She likes it. Like right. he's never cared. He's, you know, hype guy, all those things. So that's always a good 
good thing to have, but um, you have to, you have to have the support. Yeah. And if, if it's with the partner, that's even better. I mean, in 15 years, it'll be the two of you, but you'll have tons of stories and photos and videos and laughs and yeah. Yeah. And however that looks, but you know, when you talk about how does somebody do it, it's the same way you do. You just do you just do. You just do. Yeah. I can't even give you certain instances because they change from day to day. If someone needs to see a house at five o'clock tonight, I'm going to make it happen. Right. And I'm still going to make sure that everybody gets their appointed rounds. And it might not be me, but it might be Katie, it might be Brian. It, call, you call know, me, I've called call other me agents if, that, if have, that, have, that have jumped in. And it's also how you package it too. Right. If you're constantly hair on fire with, with people, they don't believe you. If I say to them, no, hey, I'm sorry, I have another appointment. They don't need to know it's necessarily right. kids at T-ball. Most people are sympathetic. But still, when you're buying a house, I don't care. If I'm buying a house, I don't care that you've got kids. Right. I'm hiring you to do something. Yeah. I get off at five. You're showing me a house. I don't need to hear your sob story. Right? right. So I always try to be very mindful of the fact that, hey, I've got a previous appointment. I can either schedule you for these, these times or these are the people that can be available to you and that I will be available at this time to process right. with you or discuss. That's setting the proper expectation. Right. That's setting boundaries. Those, those are things that younger agents really struggle with. Yeah. Or, or and I feel like there's some younger agents, maybe even just younger, that are entitled to, to their time. You're entitled to time. And if you are in this business and you are successful <laughs> in this business, your time is never your own. <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's like, well, no, I have Sunday for the, I'm like, but see, I didn't. That wasn't me at the time. No. So then, so then I want to be critical, right. but then I also have to go back and say, well, I mean, am I, am I criticizing because you're not working 12 hours a day like I did? Yeah, like or, you didn't have to was, sacrifice. Was or, I the, or we the one? Are we the back right? to backwards right. one? Or am I just jealous yeah, yeah, that you have strong jealous. boundaries? Maybe I'm jealous that they have stronger boundaries. Right. I mean, yeah, now, that's, that's a, now you know, I'm projecting now, now I'm beating myself I'm up because 1, doing something I, I wish I had had the balls to do. I know. Gosh, but you, know, you take the good and the bad and that's why, you know, we're, we're living the dream, right, Mike? I'm living the dream. You're living the dream, yeah. but mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun things coming up. I mean, uh, I know your buddy is Neil Dinger as well as is mine. We've got the great event coming up in July. Um, and some things coming up in the real estate industry that I'm sure we're going to have to bob and weave. You've got a lot of change coming up in the real estate industry um, between lawsuits and, and um, companies that yeah. say you guys make too much money. We're going to come in and take parts of it. That's right. And you've got brokers just coming into town that are going to shake things up. Um, the one thing uh, I've, I've always realized is that at the end of the day, there will always be people that want good, solid advice. Right. and it, And it doesn't matter how automated our business becomes to where they say, well, real estate agents don't open homes anymore. You take an app and open doors doing this where you punch in a code and you see the house yourself. That That's all fine and dandy. You can, you, you can give all of the information to everyone. At the end of the day, the, the weakest part of this whole chain from the beginning to the, the close for the general public is their negotiation ability. And, that's where I'd, I'd like to be. Well, and, and just as you pointed out, those big boxes, those open doors, are they going to be paying $1,800 for a house to get painted? Right. Are they going to be taking no commissions for the, the fact that they actually care about a client? No. Now, when you have people on, this, on the other end, and this is why we do what we do, I'm going to speak for you here. Thank you. Is This is a people business. This Correct. is about, these are, we're, not cram, this, we're not selling vacuums. Right. These are people with families and, and jobs and, live, and lives. 
and you get to be a part of this buying and selling process and you get to be a part of their story. And any time that you actually, you know, you take out the money part, because yes, I like making money, but part of my success has been directly predicated upon the fact that I've cultivated some really badass relationships with people that bring me immense joy, that help me with my children, that share in my ups and downs through this industry. And are advocates for you on that side. Yeah. I mean, there's... So, I mean, and that's that's the biggest success, right? It's just knowing that you have an impact. And I see that in your business. I, I see it with you. I'm happy to get to know a little bit more about you today. And I hope that everybody knows... But, you know, kind of a real person you are, but kind of not a real person, though. I mean, you say all these struggles and cool, but you make it look easy and you're in your purple shoes and you're so cool. It's fine. I do like them. And I really looking forward to getting more listings that you maybe would have had. I can't help it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, So I would say I would close this by giving you a socials and telling you to call him for all your real estate needs. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Again, it might be a good fit. If Mike was a good fit for you, call him because I'm all about what's a good fit fit for the client. Well, and and my thing is, is, and I have been more vocal about it the last couple of years, is I'm not necessarily for everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to realize that too. But that's a hard... That's a hard thing too. We'll you know wrap it up, but is I saw uh, some seminar, or some webinar, or something from this woman who created a, a perfume business, and she wrote a book, and she said the second my life changed is when I realized that if everybody likes me, I'm doing something wrong. Correct. Yeah. And that was always like I need everybody taking. to like me. No, it, it means you ain't taking any chances. Yeah, and no. I and, and I'm ready to take some chances as I. Well, you can. I mean, the, the the nice thing is, is that we can be more selective yeah. with who we're going to deal with. That's right. So, That's right. And we're building communities. At at the end of the day, we're helping people do what I believe is the greatest tool to build wealth over time, which is acquire uh, residences, uh, homes, and and, and, build, wh- and building. And we can sell all the one. homes in this town. Right. But if we don't have good Biz, local businesses, restaurants, Correct. infrastructures, nonprofits that are supporting the people that are occupying these homes, right. then what's the matter? Yep, exactly. So I'm happy. Well, and we live we live in a place that we love living in. That's right. We do love it here, don't we? The two of us with no kids have traveled a lot, and we go, well, what about this? What Maybe a change, because I don't like snow. I'm not a big fan of snow. Oh, man. Uh, I like this I like snow blowing or shoveling yeah. the first time, and that's and like, it. Good. Okay, yeah. we have nice little this powder now terrible. and then. Oh, gosh, I know. Never-ending, never-ending winter. I, I can't think of one that the people... Um, aren't as as really great as Reno yeah. and nice and friendly and you've got everything you could possibly want from yeah. outdoor activity to low an airport five minutes away from pretty right. much everywhere. So I mean, again, that's why I'm just so happy you joined me today. Get to know a little bit about you. I'm happy to be running this running this real estate game with you and thank you. Yeah, for and I'll see you in Las Vegas for yes. Well, we're going in July. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Forward.com. Forward.com. Yeah, you guys check it out. Um. Anyway, this is Nikki G, Growth Lab. We will get you on the next episode.